You are listening to Songezomabeke on SAFM. Good evening, Craig. Thank you so much for joining us here on SAFM. The conversation is how do we eradicate gender-based violence before it start? Now, you are the founding CEO of Father a Nation, and this conversation is taking place in the middle of the 16 days of activism for no violence against women and children. So it's an important conversation, especially at this time of the year where it's supposed to be family time, supposed to be a festive season, where people are enjoying the summer break with extended family, not just the nuclear family. And for many, it's a time for tremendous amount of pain and trauma for they are outside the protections that, say, the workplace offers or school, particularly young people at school and at university. It's a sheltered environment. When they have to go back home and go back home for extended periods, for some, not all, it becomes a very traumatic experience for they have to engage now without the kinds of routines that otherwise take them out of these spaces that are not safe for them. So it's an important conversation all the same. Your thoughts on it, please. Yes, it's, it's, uh, I mean, as so many people say, it shouldn't just be 16 days, it should be 365 days. But uh, it, it's, an, it's an epidemic in South Africa and it's something we need to address urgently. And I think one of the challenges is historically we've always looked at creating awareness, which is crucial, but it's not enough. Uh, one needs to go deeper and deeper into why is this happening. And uh, my firm belief is that no, no boy is born an abuser. You know, none of the social ills that we experience, racism, prejudice, um, corruption, you know, and GBV is, is right up there, <clears throat> is, is something that's innate in, in man. It's something that, that, that uh, something goes wrong on the journey from boy to man. And unless you know, we really begin to look at what is it that's going wrong and begin to really look at the root cause of it and address that, um, we not have a great deal of success ongoing in, in combating this. Well, do you have some responses to some of the points that you have raised? The root cause, where, where do we get them? I mean, nobody is born well, inherently with this desire yeah, to be this antisocial yeah. person. So how does yeah. one get there? And, and, and what is it that is a failure in society or the arrangement of social nets and safety nets of society mm-hmm. that do not catch what is first not a big problem, but then manifests as a big problem much later on? Mm. Well, I think fatherlessness is one of the biggest causes. And, and of course, that's uh, an historical legacy we have in South Africa, you know, broken families. And, and fatherlessness uh, is a massive thing because young boys look the mental to them what it means to be a man. And in the absence of that, where do they look? They look at all the wrong places uh, and often to their peers, to gangsters, to, to, to the wrong kind of modeling. And uh, when they have the wrong kind of modeling, two things happen. One is they don't grow up validated and affirmed uh, and disciplined by a present, loving, engaged father. Mm-hmm. So there's an emotional woundedness. And secondly, they have the wrong kind of masculinity model to them or talk to them. You know, in society, growing up as boys, we, we, what are the messages you hear about masculinity? You know, for, for me, there are five big lies. It's sex, power, money, big boys don't cry, and men are trash. You know? And boys are growing up with that kind of essential masculinity, which is completely and utterly false. Um, and we need to correct that. And, and it's the, elders in, the elder men in society that need to impart to younger men what it means to be a man and affirm and validate so they grow up without the need to uh, 
uh, perform and impress and be the macho on the one hand, or to abdicate responsibility on the other hand. So it's it's a it's a very endemic situation, and it's very transgenerational. Um, wounded men become men who wound, and and it's up to us as men to break that cycle uh, and and stop the cycle of abuse. Especially in the context of father and nation, can can we talk about the the true impact to the extent the truth can be revealed in a response that has to now be given within five minutes for argument's sake <laughs> of the impact of fatherlessness. The guy yeah. is alive. He knows he has children. He knows where the yeah. children are. And he just could not give. And you know, right. give a what I'm talking about. He just couldn't give. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely horrendous. Um, and it, and it's, as I said, it's passed from generation to generation. So often, most abusers, or the vast majority of abusers, themselves experience some sort of childhood trauma, neglect, abandonment, and it becomes a self-perpetuating thing. But to, to go back to your point, the impact of a uh, father, uh, you, know, you know he's alive, he's around there somewhere, but he's just not involved, is utterly devastating. It's devastating to a boy, and it's devastating to a girl. It's a sense of, I don't matter, <clears throat> I've been abandoned, What's with me? You know, it begs so many psychological questions and emotional woundedness that emerges from that, that it's absolutely unconscionable for a man to uh, know he has a child but not get involved. Um, it, it, it's devastating, uh, and, and it's something that does need to be changed. But we need to look at, at the reason men are doing that. And, you know, I like to differentiate between excuses. There are no excuses. You know, let, let's, let's just get that out of it. There's yeah. no excuse for abuse whatsoever, ever. Um, but there are reasons for it. You know, there are reasons why men behave in this way, and we need to get to the bottom of those reasons and what sort them they? out. And, and, what and, are they? Well, uh, reasons are uh, abusers often abuse, so it doesn't justify, it doesn't make it okay. But there's something that's broken inside that person. There's, there's something that's been deeply, deeply affected and wounded, and it becomes a self-perpetuating thing. So we've got to look at the environment in which boys are growing up. You know, it, it's take the example of a motor vehicle. The analogy: uh, a car is a beautiful gift to us. You know, we use them every day to get from A to B. But they're also very dangerous. Many, many thousands of people are killed every year by the misuse of motor vehicles. A masculinity is very similar. It's a powerful gift to humanity, but it can also be a dreadful curse. And in order to learn how to drive a car, you need someone who has driven a car to teach you. You can't learn how to drive a car in a YouTube clip. Masculinity is the same. You need someone who's learned how to do this thing called masculinity, which really effectively is to serve, to love, to care, to protect. Are we not all inherently endowed with an ability to distinguish between right or wrong, or if that's not the literature, between what is humane and inhumane? Just, I just think naturally. it is inherent. Well, to, to some degree, but it does need to be taught. So if you grow up in a society which is teaching you, you know, that the more sexual partners you have, the more of a man you are, you're going to adopt that as the way to be a man. And one has to change that culture, you know, to change that narrative that goes around. If you grow up in a society, and, and, and this is not just Alaska, this is the world, where men have to be powerful and dominant and rich, mm. uh, um, you're going to adopt that as your modus operandi for becoming a man. So, you, so a lot of the stuff is innate, but a lot of it needs to be taught um, and, and modeled and shown and disciplined. And the other aspect of, of that is uh, love, love and nurture and nurture bonding. You know, kids who grow up without that 
are damaged and wounded and lash out. And, uh, you know, men, men do more damage to themselves than they do women. Uh, men commit suicide four times more than women. Uh, seven times more men are murdered than women by men. You know, we, we damage, you know, so damaged masculinity damages society. It's a human rights issue. Um, and, and it's not something that's just innate. It's something that does need to be taught and disciplined. You think of a young boy growing up. He's full of testosterone. You know, he gets on his bicycle and he does crazy wild things. There needs to be disciplining and a teaching of it and a modeling of that uh, in order that he would grow up to be a man who knows how to utilize his drives and designs in a, in a way that's socially acceptable and, and excellent. Interesting. Tell us now, because we literally have less than a minute, about yes. Father and Nation and the work that you have done in the past decade. And I think it's an important way to sort of finalize and summarize this conversation in the context of your work and experience. One minute. Sure, sure. Uh, look, we believe if we can heal men, we can heal the world. And so we have written material on fatherhood, on gender-based violence, and also on positive masculinity. And we run programs throughout South Africa in communities, all kinds of communities. We go to taverns, um, squatter camps, communities, but also government departments and organizations, schools and colleges, and, and teach and train men and young men uh, what it means to be a man. One of the, the, the pieces we've written is called the six-pack virtues, which talks about uh, the six-pack outside is important, but what's more important is your virtues. You know, it makes you a good man. You know, do you have a six-pack inside? You know, that's what makes you who you are as a man. And, and by providing platforms for men to speak openly and honestly, much, much woundedness is healed. And by teaching men what true masculinity is, uh, empowers men to be good men uh, mm. and not destructive men. Good point. Good point. And I think I'm just <laughs> going to take off the many great points that you have suggested is talking is important. A lot of people Crucial. bottle up because yeah. our society just hasn't come to a point where we are comfortable about talking about vulnerabilities. Yeah. Mr. Craig Wilkinson, Absolutely. founding CEO of Father a Nation, thank you so much for your thoughts.